Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, through us, with us, and in the midst of us each and every day. Yes, it's a wonderful thing to be saved and a wonderful thing to know God for yourself. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Sneezing, seizing his hair, I guess. Anyway, I'm excited about what God is doing for us in the midst of all the things that's going on. I was listening to a message a little while ago, earlier, and the brother was saying something true. Regardless of everything that's going on, we still, we still should give God glory. And we still should walk before God in the land of the living, which is true. Today, I want to talk to you about... Uh, you, me, and other people's thoughts. One of the things that I realized in life, everybody thinks something. They have thoughts about something. Bow your head with me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you, ask you to forgive us our sins, and our heart, mind, and soul. I ask that you touch every liberal soul, oh God, under the sound of my voice, that listen to this broadcast, watch it, or however they may receive it through podcast, YouTube, Twitter, or whatever way, on the TV broadcast, or whatever way they watch in this broadcast, obtaining it. I ask that you touch every liberal soul today, break every yoke in their life, and meet the needs in their lives. Let the word of God saturate their heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bibles. It's just something to think about. We all have our own thoughts. We all have our own thoughts. We all have our, what we think is best. And, and this is one of the biggest problems we have. And all mankind has always had this issue with what he thinks is best. Not what God thinks is best, but what he thinks is best. So while I was reading a scripture uh, over the journey week, I, I come across a scripture that brings us to that. So let's go to our Bible, to book of, of Isaiah, chapter 55 and verse 8. And it reads as follows. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. Let's read that one more time. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. One of the things, the perception that people think that they can outthink God. Uh, you, you, you get to hear people, you constantly say, well, this is what I think I'm going to do. This is what I think is best. And this is what I think. I, 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 what I think. What I think is best. This is what I think you should do. And this is what I think they should do. This is what I think that's what they said. But the scripture here says, in verse 8, something we all forget. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor neither are your ways. My ways, saith the Lord. 
our ways and God's ways. That's the whole thing here. God's ways are always better than our ways. Our ways are always more shot. Because you know why? God knows the results of what will take place. Not us. We don't know. You, you know what? Let's take the stock exchange, for example. Now, people have been investing in the stock exchange and these uh, uh, stock rules telling you, oh, invest in this one, don't invest with that one. And a lot of times the one they tell you, don't invest, doesn't become the successful one, but you lost your money in the one they told you to because they thought that would be the top one. Well, well, little did you know, the company that they were telling you was going to be the big one actually pays them to do that. So you got to really look at this thing, who you following and who thoughts you are trusting to. I'm serious. People when the stock exchange are, are crash, people were jumping out of windows. They, you know, it's a famous thing with people. <laughs> it's a famous thing with people to jump out of something. They're going to jump out the window. They're going to jump off a cliff. They're going to jump off a bridge. It's a famous thing with humans. We like to take those risks, you know? We're adventurous nuts. We're going to jump off. Everything fall apart. Because we were trusting in ourselves and trusting in another man's thoughts, but not trusting God's thoughts. Because you wouldn't be jumping out no window. <coughs> when the stock exchange went kaplup, and all the stock that I had went in the red. I worked for it. I didn't, I, I didn't get it from nobody. I didn't take church money and invest in it. My own money. It went in the red, beloved. Red. You know what red is? Everything was saying red. You know what I did? I went about my business. I'm not kidding you. I'm not losing my mind over nothing. It ain't worth it. Because you know what? A few weeks later, that same stock was earning more than it was before it went in the red. So sometimes you just got to wait on God and go about your business. Don't get yeah. stupid and jump off a bridge or jump off a roof. I'm going to kill myself. I lost everything. Oh, stop it. The, the Bible said the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I know we don't follow that. I know we don't believe that. That's why we in the mess we in because we don't follow on and know the Lord according to the scripture. Amen. And then you shouldn't be investing in pie in the sky. People invest their lives in pie in the sky kind of scam. They don't invest in nothing stable. They don't invest their time in stable ministries. They run behind these prosperity ministries and, and they invest their time in water because that's water. Prosperity ministries is nothing but water because that's all it's about. It's prosperity, but the prosperity is going to run out. You got to have faith in God, not prosperity in God. Oh, you got to do it God's way. Our thoughts is what jack us each day. We think, I know, I never forget the story when I was younger. And this is true. And I learned a great lesson behind it. There was a young girl, a uh, sister that I knew that I, I, I thought she was nice. I thought she was nice. Oh, yeah. But my thoughts, I let the enemy put thoughts in my head. She's too good for you. You know she's not going to talk to you. She's not going to fellowship with you. And guess what? The devil was telling her he thinks he's too holy for you. He's not going to. He's going to look down on you because he's always praying and fasting and doing the work of the Lord. So he's not going to talk to you. 
many years later, I ran into her. I think at a home going service or something. And I finally got to talk to say, hi, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And somehow we got into the conversation about when we were younger. And she said, you know, I really liked you when you was younger. I said, yeah, I liked you too, but I thought she was too good for me. She said, I thought the same thing. I said, see, we let our thoughts jack us. But however, it's too late now. <laughs> I'm married already of 15 years. But the point was, we let our thoughts deceive us. No, it don't mean that we were going to get married. We could have just been good friends. But our thoughts deceived us because we believe what our head said. Many people go to places and job interviews with the thoughts they're going to get the job, but those people have no desire to actually hire them. I had a friend like that. He said, Bernard, you know, I, I really believe I was going to get that job. I just felt like I was going to get that job and I didn't get it. But those people's thoughts were not to give you the job from the get-go. So you got to understand the thing about thoughts, where your thoughts are coming from. Amen. See, our flesh thinks of stuff. We desire things. It starts in the head. It don't start in the heart. It starts in the head. Then it gets into the heart and corrupts it. <clears throat> Go read your Bible. You'll find out that. The Bible said, as a man think of in the heart, so he is. So it's coming from the heart. But this scripture here tells us something very, very important. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. Your thoughts are not as high as God. I don't care how high you think you are. God's thoughts are higher. His ability to perform his thoughts are greater than yours will ever be. You could just think about something God could think it into existence. You hear what I said? You could think of things that you would like to do, but God could just simply think and it's done. That's that simple. God could actually think your success into being. Why are you thinking and hoping? And praying God can only do it like that. The enemy will play with your thoughts. He will bring thoughts of deception because he is a deceiver. This is a fact. It's not a theory. A lot of people don't understand why they have so many bad thoughts running through their head. Because the devil, the end, his imps, he sent them demon spirits to tamper with your thoughts. To confuse you, to divert you from seeking what God has for you. Oh, y'all not listening to me today. The enemy desires to deceive you and to set you like weak, but he's going to do it through your mind. Yeah. He's going to do it through the spirit of discouragement, and discouragement comes through two, three different ways. People say, how do you know that? I'm going to tell you them. There's actually three ways discouragement and deception take place. The first one is through your thoughts. The second one is through your eyes. And the next one is through your ears. That's how he do the stuff. A blind person isn't affected by what they see. They are only affected by what they hear and what they head say. But a person that can see are affected by what they see, the results of what they see and what they hear and what they head tell them. It's a fact. It's not a theory. People, deception, come through those three ways, and then it gets into your heart. Because you believe it. And you hold on to it. 
after going through what I just went through uh, regarding this other matter, a business matter, the whole thing was the devil was constantly, constantly saying, God's not going to do that. But the Bible said the weapons of our warfare are not caught up a mighty through God to the what? Listen to this to the pulling down of strongholds and casting every down every uh, imagination and thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So you got to know know what the knowledge you got 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 to know what the knowledge of God is. It's right in this book. He says, search the scripture for in them you think you have eternal life. Many people have testified that they had them find out they didn't have it. Because it testifies of Jesus Christ. And if you don't have Jesus Christ, you don't have salvation. Listen. But with the whole thing, and the enemy kept speaking and speaking, and I kept praising God. That's another thing. You got to have prayer partners. You got to have prayer partners. Get you some people that know how to pray. That are walking with God. and they, not, not, not just somebody that know how to pray. Let's fix that. Get you somebody that's truly saved and have access to God. Get you somebody that know how to pray, but have access to God and walk with God. Then you can call them and let's pray, brother, this such X, Y, and Z. And that's what I did. People may have laughed at me. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, the devil may be laughing. Ha, ha, ha. God ain't going to do nothing. But ha, ha, ha. God had the last thing. Because God always has the last thing. We just don't realize. Our thoughts affect us. It hinders us from receiving full kingdom blessings because we let our thoughts bring negativity. When negativity takes over your thoughts, you're not going to receive what God has. The Bible said, he that cometh to God must first, listen to this, must first believe that he is and the reward of them that diligently seek him. You got to diligently seek God. You got to pray your way through everything going on around you. You can't let nothing affect you. You got to stand firm in your belief in God. You cannot back down. I don't care what the devil says. He's going to say something. That's his business. He can talk all he wants. But you got to know that God promised you something and he's going to do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. That's what I like about God. God can't lie. The devil and his his, his buddies are liars. But this, this is interesting. God is able to perform his work. God is able to make anything happen if we allow it. Okay, let's move on. He don't he don't deal with sin, so don't get crossed out. Okay, let's go to uh, Job chapter. Excuse me, John chapter five. John chapter five and verse thirty nine. Look at that verse. John chapter five, verse thirty nine. Now, let's talk about our thoughts. John chapter 9, verse 39 said, Search the scriptures, for even ye think ye have eternal life, and they that are they which testify of me. I'm going to say it again. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. The brother that I was, uh, 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 um, was listening to this morning, he said something very interesting. He said, the Bible said, search the scripture, John 5.39. He said, search the scripture. He said, the scripture that said, read the scripture. He said, search the scripture. What is he saying? He's saying, take this Bible 
and go through the search to see what God has to say to you. See, we worry about everybody else. Well, God has to say to everybody else. But the scripture says, search the scriptures. Just like the mother said, search the scriptures. Make sure you have eternal life based off the scriptures, not based off you jumping up and down, not based off some preacher laying hand on you, not based off you giving money to no ministry, but the scriptures, your thoughts. Let's look at that verse again. Search the scriptures, for in them you think. You hear what it said? You think. Ye think you have eternal life. You run around bragging. I go to Holy Tabernacle. I go to First Baptist, and I go to St. John Believer Church, or whatever name of the ministry. You run around all with your chest stuck out. But then when you read the scripture, it says, search the scripture. For in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Isn't that something? The scriptures testify of Jesus Christ, not you. You run around bragging, oh, I go to so-and-so church. Uh, when it comes down to reality and eternal life, God or the devil could care less about what church you go to or what synagogue you belong to, or what temple you belong to, because neither one offers eternal life. They're just buildings where people get together and congregate. They do not offer eternal salvation. Your religious organization does not offer eternal salvation. You may have to pay dues. You may not, may not have to pay dues, but they do not offer eternal life. So you got to search the scriptures because it says that they testify Jesus Christ. And all Jesus Christ did, and I'll say this for the umpteenth time. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, did not come here talking about himself. He came here talking about his father. He came here talking about what he seen and heard and what his father did and said. That's all Jesus Christ did. He just came testifying. The Lord came testifying to what his father had already done. People keep, I don't know where they think, think Jesus came here doing something new. Nope. God raised the dead in the Old Testament. God preached salvation in the Old Testament through his prophets. It's all the same. That's why Jesus said, I come, no, I come in the volume of the book and it's written on me. But yet, our thoughts, man think his thoughts are smarter than God. He think he can outdo God. He think he can wrap this up better than God, and it'll never happen. God don't change. He say, I'm the Lord thy God that changeth not. He's not like us. We change like the weather. And we get, we, we, we flip out on people easy. Don't do what we say. We're going to be upset with you. Even pastors, we want you to pray or fast. We're going on a consecration. You don't want to go. We're going to be upset with you. That's the only we're going to be upset. If I call a fast and tell everybody watching the broadcast, let's go on a fast, or, or listening to the podcast, let's go on a fast, somebody will send me a text message, I can't do that. I don't believe in fasting, see? I'll be upset. Well, why are you watching if you don't want to be a part? Huh? I'm serious. I'm just giving you an example. People even tell you they don't believe in prayer. Once I guess they always say, that's a lie. Our thoughts deceive us. Let's move on. Let's go to Job chapter 4, verse 13. Job chapter 4, verse 13. Job chapter 4, 
and verse 13. All right. Listen to this. Job chapter 4, verse 13. In thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men. I'll read it again. In thoughts from the night visions of the night, excuse me, from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men. Notice he said deep sleep. You're not awake. You start having vision, and you might have seen other things about the thoughts. From the vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, you'll get visions of different things, but you got to make sure those visions are from God. You got to make sure those visions are truly from God. Because our thoughts can play trickle on. It could have been something you ate the night before. I know, I know that uh, um, one young man, he was preaching at a church. And uh, he was quoting the scripture, uh, Behold, I come quickly, right? And he was reading, reading hey, Behold, I come quickly. And he's preaching real hard. Behold, I come quickly. And he made one step and became, he went quickly right off the pulpit and hurt himself. <laughs> he fell right off the pulpit. Everybody bust out laughing. It was funny. He hurt himself, though. You got you to gotta be in tune with God. You can't be in tune with yourself. You got to be in tune with the living God. But the thoughts of the night can bring visions to you. You got to make sure those visions, because people be having all kinds of visions. The devil gives visions too. The devil gives dreams too. And then you yourself dream of something. Come on, you can dream of somebody your own heart. You got to watch the movie. And then you start bringing it into reality to yourself. Oh, yes, you can. You're going to be watching some great love story or some great uh, gunslinger story. Or if you like Westerns, you can, you can dream of all this stuff yourself. You got to be careful. When deep sleep falls upon them, dreams and visions will come. You got to know where they're coming from. Amen. You got to know if those dreams and visions are from God. You got to know if that's coming directly from the throne room or if you are the devil. Because every voice you hear is not from God. I know people say, God spoke to me. God spoke to me. You see the people always, all the time, 24 hours a day, God spoke to them, they lying. I'm sorry. It's a fact. God speaks to no man 24 hours a day because we can't contain it as it is. Hey, you got to be honest and true about this. It's just like the thoughts you have. You dream, you lay in your bed, and you have dreams. Then you'll have visions and stuff. Sometimes no dreams and visions will trouble you. Sometimes they're telling them dreams and visions to you to get right. Now go prophesy to somebody else and say, God says so and so. When preachers start preaching the truth and living the truth, it would be a much different thing on this earth. Well, success is one of the biggest killers of preachers today. They want to be a great success. They want big dollars. They want to have it all. There's nothing wrong with having nice things. Go read about Solomon. Wealth and all that he got, he still lost out because he was doing all that stuff he wasn't supposed to do, marrying all those strange women. So wealth cannot always, will not always be your friend. It will be your enemy. It'll get you in all kinds of trouble. So you got to let God give you what you need. Get a few wants and be satisfied. Let's move on. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4. And Matthew chapter 9, excuse me, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 4.
Matthew chapter 9, verse 4. And it says, uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse, oh, I'm in the wrong, <laughs> reading the wrong place. Matthew chapter 9, verse 4 said, Jesus knowing their thoughts, wherefore think ye evil in your heart. Listen to this again. And Jesus knowing their thoughts said, Wherefore, think ye evil in your heart. Hey, let me pray for those watching the TV broadcast right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you touch every level soul watching the television broadcast now. Break every yoke in their life. Meet the needs in their life, oh God. I bind the hand of the enemy on every hand and claim victory in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Those of you watching the television broadcast, you can visit the website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org. That's www.tabernacledeliveranceinc.org. And you can leave a prayer request. Uh, you can leave a testimony or become a partner uh, with us. And uh, on Wednesday night, we also have Bible study. Uh, you go on Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday night about, uh, of, um, let's say, 7.30 Eastern time. Uh, you could log on and you could click on um, online services and then the Wisdom for Life. And then you'll see tonight, uh, eat that Wednesday night Bible study lesson sheet and you can pull it out and use it. All right, let's move on. <clears throat> All right, verse 9. Bible study started at 8 o'clock, uh, 8.15. Okay, now. Now, Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said... Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? He already knew what they were thinking. He already knew what they was about. But the scribes were like saying to themselves, who do he think he is? Who do this man think he is that he going to tell us this? He going to forgive somebody's sins. Who do he think he is? And they were thinking evil in their heart. See, you, you, you got the letter. See, it got in their head, and then it got in their heart, and then the evil took place. Because you can reject thoughts. You can reject the thought in your head, but once it gets in your heart, you got to get it flushed out through the blood of Jesus. You got to do repentance. You got to keep these things. You can't let people turn your heart evil. People will do things to get you to be messed up. You got to work. Or you have family members that do things. Neighbors that do things for spite just to get you to mess up. Do you know neighbors have disputes for years and years and years? Disputes over nothing. Or where you put your garbage can. Or how high uh, your grass grow. Or your trees grow. You can have dispute with your neighbors for years. And I read some stories where it came down to bullets flying over nothing. Something that grew over years that should have been dealt with years ago. But it was never dealt with. And what happened? It grew and it grew and it grew. And bullets flying, somebody got hurt. I'm serious. I'm not making it up. But you must allow God starts to reign in your life and his actions, not yours. You got to allow God to give you his thoughts so he could direct your path. He said, in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You have to acknowledge God. This, 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 is, this is where we mess up. We do it our way. We want to acknowledge God in some things and not all things. We have to acknowledge God in all things if we want this thing to go right. Oh, my goodness. Look at that verse. Jesus and Jesus knowing their thoughts, wherefore think you evil in your heart? See, that thing is they think that I'm trying to get people to understand God already knows. Hmm. 
God already know your thoughts. He already know your plan. But what you do is you set your plan and then you come back and tell God about it. This is what I want to do. And God is like, okay, do that with you. That's what you want to do. And you think that God is agreeing with you. You can set your plan and come back and say, God, this is what I want to do. And then you feel good now that you tell God that's what you want to do. You think the Lord is agreeing with you, but you didn't ever acknowledge him. You telling him what you're going to do. That's not acknowledging God. That's telling God what you want to go do. That's just like me when I was about 15. I told my mother, I think I was 15 or 16, I felt my I felt like I was a don't lie. I told her, I told my mother, well, now I want to smoke now. Uh, I, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to be smoking now, Ma. My mother looked at me and she said, well, Bernard, that's what you want to do. Do it. But I'm going to tell you right now, Bernard, you're not doing that here. There's a front door. Oh, she wasn't joking. I went out that front door. I had to go stay at a relative house until I came to my senses. But my mother was not playing. She wasn't backing down. I had to, <laughs> I had to become a teenager real quick. <laughs> I had to become a teenager again real quick and come back home because nobody wanted to take care of me. They didn't want no problems with my mother, so they said, you got to go home. I went to my godmother's house, stayed there for a while, went to my grandmother's house. My grandmother's house was too cold, so I had to go back home. <clears throat> uh, after a while, I went back home. I had to humble myself and be a teenager again because my mother wasn't having a grown man. She wasn't taking care of no grown man. That wasn't happening. So look at that verse again. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? We already got our plan. They already assume evil against Jesus for telling people their sins were forgiven. They already summed it up. It went from the head, it went to the heart. Just one time to tell you, your thoughts will destroy you. Your thoughts will get you cut off from God. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. Your thoughts will cause you to lose out with God. Not somebody else starts yours. Because you have to accept things. I'm serious. I'm serious. There's some women that have been raped. They turned to hate men and started being and became a lesbian. Listen to this carefully. Then there's some women that have been raped. They have issues, but they still look uh, uh, want a man, they want a husband. It's how you think. It's how you let your mind adjust to things. If you let your mind adjust to defeat in that area, you'll live a defeated life. If you just your mind allow God to control your mind in that area, God will control your mind. Victory, we sing that song, victory is mine. I told Satan to get behind. You can tell Satan anything you want. But if you don't use the blood of Jesus to make him move, he ain't moving. Amen. I'm going to say it again. We used to sing that song. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine today. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory is mine today. Oh, that song sounds good. Come on, it does. But you could tell Satan to get behind all you want. But if you don't put the ball of Jesus on him, 
that blood that shed on Calvary on that tree, he ain't moving. You can sing, victory is yours till your hair turned purple. Why? Because God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. You could tell Satan all you want. Get me behind. Get thee behind me. You better make sure the angels are back there protecting your back. Hello. You got to rightly divide the word of God. You got to listen to these songs you're singing. You got to rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. You got to rebuke them demon spirits in Jesus' name. Just don't tell Satan to get behind. Yeah, now you got to watch it. Then he'll kick you in your behind. <laughs> He'll get you in your mind. <laughs> it's right, but it's right. You got to do it the right way if you want the right results. Jesus knowing their thoughts. Same thing today. You got to get the mind of Christ in you. And the only way you could do that is by getting Christ in your life and getting to God's word and search the scriptures to find out where you at, what you need to do to grow your life in God. Let's move on. I know the message today, you're not jumping up and down and swinging from chandelier and all that good stuff. You're not, oh! Sometimes you need to hear the word of the Lord so you could grow in him. Get your head together for 2022. Get your life together. Well, let's go to Psalm 94. Psalm 94 and... 11. Psalm 94 and 11. Let's look at that verse real quick. Listen to this. The Lord knoweth the thoughts of men that they are vanity. I'll read it again. The Lord knoweth the thoughts of men that they are vanity. That's a fact. That's not a theory. God knows the thoughts of man that they're vanity and nonsense. He's always dreaming up some lies and some craziness. Always. He's always trying to do out the next man and kind of call himself righteous at what he's doing. God knows the thoughts of man are vanity and he thinks vain things all the time. A person can lay on their bed and dream of all kind of lying stuff. People sit at their desk, they work, and supervisors sit at their desk. Dream up all kind of evil things, how they could do the employees and staff bad. I had a boss years ago on a job I used to work. I had just got hired. Didn't know nothing about the company. Not really. I didn't. Didn't know anything about the apartment they put me over. They say, you probably said, that's not possible. Yes, it is. The guy gave me a book and say, here, just like that. I was not trained. I had to train myself. And guess what? Because he didn't do it right, I did it wrong. And I got in all kind of trouble. So I said, they say, who trained you? And I told him exactly who trained me. He gave me fake training. So they got fake results and they lost, the company lost money. And then they realized that I was telling the truth. And I did it the right way, got everything the right way it's supposed to be. And I became number one in the company when dealing with what I was doing. I beat out the bigger star because now I knew what I was doing. You see the difference? The thoughts that's there. The thoughts have to be in connection with the right thing. If it's in connection with the wrong thing, it's going to do the wrong thing. If you take some little boys and have them around gay guys all the time, that boy is going to pick up that spirit. 
If he ain't saved and got the Holy Ghost, that boy gonna pick up that spirit. If a young girl hang around women that are prostitutes or lesbian, that spirit gonna jump on that kid. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they gonna start picking up them weight. You got to be open to God and close to the devil. That's just the reality. Thoughts, because then he put thoughts in your head to get you to believe lies, to get you to believe things that's not even, oh my gosh, that's not even true. They believe a lie rather than a truth. And with strong delusion, they believe lies. Politicians go, they make all these lying prophecies that they're going to do all this stuff and really has no intention at all to do any of it. They're just lying to get an office. That's it. They want you to vote for them. And then some of them are so bad, they'll come back next election with some new lie. And only suckers buy into it. So a lot of suckers out there. The real people say, uh-uh, I'm not voting for you. You're out of here. Psalm 94 and 11 says, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of man. He already know the thoughts of man already before man thinketh the Lord already knows it. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. The Lord know the thoughts of man, that they are vain and vanity and foolishness. He already know it. He already know what you're going to think. He already know what you're going to do. He wonders, why is he going to watch to see if you really perform it? People say, well, why can't God just twist my arm or twist their arm so they don't do it? Because first of all, we're free mortal agents. We're not robots. God don't have no robots. Man make robots. You see that? It's a big difference. Men make robots. God don't make us robots. We're free mortal agents. We're not like the angels. See that? The angels left their first estate they didn't got kicked out of heaven. Those angels got kicked out of heaven. They were already there. We're trying to get there. We're free mortal agents where we're subject to choose from right or wrong if we choose. The Bible says whosoever will. Let them come. Whosoever will, you can come to Jesus Christ and accept them as your personal savior. You can personally do this yourself. Amen. Look at that verse again. Let's look at that verse again. Let's look at this verse and understand what it's saying. Psalms 94 and 11 says, The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man that they are vanity. He already knows. You ain't psyching God, beloved. You're not fooling God, beloved. You're not deceiving God, beloved. He already know your thoughts. He already know your actions. He already know what you're going to do long before you do it. Long before you think about it. But he wants to see what you're going to do. He's going to see if you're going to continue down that path. He's going to see if you want to make a U-turn. We dream up things. And we do all kind of things. And we expect God to go along with him. It's just something to think about when you walk with God. Amen. You can live a victorious life. Living a victorious life doesn't mean everything's going to go your way all the time. That's not what a victorious life is. A victorious life is that you accomplish the things that you set out to accomplish over time. And you get to know who God is for you. According to the scriptures, not according to your thoughts. This is why we, because man, vain thoughts are vain, and we constantly think about kind of crazy stuff. We go, we we get caught up in all kind of crazy stuff. This is why we got to saturate ourselves with God's word. This is why we got to apply God's word to our lives, and then pray and let God direct us. I was talking to my brother 
And um, uh, he was, I was telling him something I wanted to do. He said, well, you need to talk to father before I do that. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't make no decision because I haven't discussed it with father yet. Once I discussed it with father, I'll get fine. What father wants me to do if he wants me to pursue this or not. That's what's going to happen. And my thoughts will be, it may work, it may not work, I'm not sure. No, 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 that's not how you do it. I have to go spend some time and talk to the Lord and see, and wait on God and let him do it. Let him show me, guide me, a direct, you don't always have to speak to me through an audible voice, he can just direct my path. The Bible said, in all our ways, acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. He didn't say, in all our ways, acknowledge him and he'll tell you. He said he'll direct you. He's not always going to speak to you directly. <coughs> Excuse me. He's going to direct your path. He's going to direct you the way you should go. <coughs> He's not always going to come and say, but no, I don't want you to do that. No, he's going to direct you. That's how the Lord works. <coughs> you don't need to speak all the time. I just need direction. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Mark chapter 7. <clears throat> Mark chapter 7. And verse 21. Look at that verse. Look at this verse. This verse is very important. Mark chapter 7, verse 21 says, <clears throat> For from within, out of the heart, <clears throat> man perceive evil thoughts, adultery, fornications, and murders. I'll read it again. For from out, for within, out of the heart, Man proceed evil thoughts and adultery and fornications and murders. <clears throat> it got to be in the heart. Okay? Now, a lot of times you'll get a thought in your head. But when you dreaming up stuff, you're dreaming up out of your heart. Amen. You're dreaming it up out of your heart what you want to do to somebody. You got plans. That's okay, straight in your heart when it's in your heart. You're going to dream that stuff in your heart. You want to murder somebody, commit fornication. It just don't happen. Oh, I, I committed fornication last night. Oh, I had an adulterous affair. It just don't happen. It has to be in your heart to do. Oh, you, we, we got, we're not being honest. It just happened. No, it didn't. I was drunk. It didn't. I know many people that have been drunk. They didn't commit adultery. No, that, that's not, that's not, that's not. Don't use alcohol, the alcoholic spirit as a, a scapegoat. When the alcoholic spirit didn't direct you to did that, that was in your heart. <clears throat> then you wake up the next morning next to somebody that you ain't supposed to be next to. It's happened many times. Or you get high and you're with somebody you ain't supposed to be with. Don't use that as a scapegoat. Out of the heart. See, you gotta look at the scriptures. For, for from within, out of the heart, man perceive evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, and murders from the inside, not outside. 
You're thinking about doing somebody in. It's in the heart already. Not a thought. You plotting to kill somebody, that's not a thought. That's an action. That's in the heart. Thoughts and action are two different things. Thoughts and actions are coming from the heart. A thought that popped in your head is not an action. It's a thought. Evil thoughts is coming from the heart and it's penetrating. And now you, 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 you're forming it. You're forming it in your heart. And then it's going to pop out. Ah, we were watching a movie. Amen. And the girl was supposed to be saved. And she was talking to this guy. And this guy took her to a club. And <clears throat> she refused drinks. And she wound up taking some champagne and drinking the champagne. She wasn't a champagne drinker and all that kind of stuff. She wasn't a sipping saint, in other words. Fakeful. Fakeful. So what happened as she <clears throat> began to see start drink the champagne and start acting wacky and willy and wacky and willy? <clears throat> so he told she she went up to the star uh 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 DJ and said, Let me get the mic. She's falling all over the place. So he gave her the mic. You know what she did? She said, Come on, everybody! Let's praise the Lord. They look like she was insane. And she starts singing about God. And you need God. And she got the people to get up and start going along with her. So the guy that brought her to the club was so embarrassed. But he didn't realize what was in her was going to come out of her. When you got God in you, it's going to come out. You got the devil in you, it's going to come out. I say it again. If you got God in you, he's going to come out. And to chastise you for your behavior. If the devil's in you, he's gonna come outside of you and let you live like him. The thoughts. And in the heart. Two types of thoughts, head thoughts and heart thoughts. Murders and adultery and all that coming out of the heart. Why do you think people have a, 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 a lot of heart attacks a lot of times? Their heart is not right. Their heart is black. Their heart is not right. You gotta get your heart right. You gotta get your heart right. Evil. People, you'd be surprised. You may not that many racist people in this world. Of different races. People think only a Caucasian people are racist, and that's not true. That has never been true. There's always type, all type of racist people. But the thing what I want to bring out about the racist people is this. They hide their racism in their heart. When they want to show it, they open up their heart a little and let it flow out a little. And then close it back up so nobody really see it. And they'll even lie and say, I'm not a racist. I was reading about one judge. She went on a, 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 a N-word rampage. So the black man robbed the house. It was supposed to be robbing the house, whatever the case. But that wasn't it. It's what she said. It caused everybody to demand that she resigned. Nobody was for a burglar, but the problem was, that's what she said. And she said, everybody know me and my husband know that I'm not like that. Um, they saying, um, your words are to define you. Your words have said something nobody knew that you really meant. And what was in your heart? What's in your heart's gonna come out when you least suspect it. Oh, y'all ain't gonna listen to me. What's in your heart, them evil thoughts? And now, because of that, they may check all the cases she done. Whether it was racial basis that she convicted these people or whatever. 
Yeah, you got to watch people. Thoughts from the heart and the head. Two different things. Because in your head, thoughts pass through, but from the heart, you dream it out. It's going to that you're going to act it out. You got to be careful with your thoughts, where they're coming from, and who's giving them to you. You got to be careful. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 119 and 113. Psalm 119 and 113. You got to remember that God doesn't change. I know people think God changed. <laughs> he don't. We do. We consistently change. Listen to this. Psalms 119 and 113 says, I hate vain thoughts, but thy Lord do I love. I'll read it again. Psalm 119 and 113. Psalms 119 and 113 says, I hate vain thoughts, but thy Lord do I love. Vain thoughts. Garbage. Garbage that passed through your head. You got to control this stuff. You got to know when to rebuke the devil come off because you could be going about your business and here come the enemy bringing your past. You're not thinking about none. Here we come bringing garbage. Because the enemy and his imps are garbage disposers. What they do, they drop the garbage up. They're garbage people. Amen. The enemy and his imps are garbage people. They drop off garbage. They want you to be the garbage can. You never notice some people, everything come out of their mouth is garbage. They don't have no kind of uh, uh, elegance. They don't have no type of class. They don't have nothing about themselves. And they say any old thing that comes to their head. Those type of people are tricky people to be around. They'll sell you out in a minute. Because they say anything that comes to their head. Okay? They'll say anything that comes to their head. And they'll do any old thing that comes to their head. Think I'm joking? I'm not making this up. I hate vain thoughts, but thy Lord do I love. I hate vain thoughts. You got to get like that. You got to hate vain thoughts. Thoughts that ain't glorifying God. Thoughts that ain't edifying you and God. The Lord said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Say of the Lord. See that? He knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. Now, man, you don't know what man thinks about you. That's one of the funny things about people. You don't really know what they think about you till you get them when things are not right. When things are going bad for them, they're going to show up how they feel or really feel about you. I had a relative that was going doing real bad. But I helped them. I didn't have to. I didn't have to help them because I didn't think they really cared about people. But you have to do what's right. We mess up when we don't do what's right. The world looks down on us and then say, you're supposed to be saved. <laughs> it's tricky, right? All along, they didn't care about you being saved. But now it's time for you to do something. They're going to say, like, well, you're supposed to be saved. How could you not do help? That's how people are. That's why God said, I know the thoughts to you about you. But the verse say, I hate vain 
thoughts. I want nothing to do with fame foolishness. I want to be progressive. Beloved, you got to be progressive. You got to want to have what God wants you to have. And be where God wants you to be because God don't want you to be everywhere. No, when you really think about the thoughts that you have really brings about destruction and success. But if you don't have the right thoughts, you're not. You, I'm telling you, you will deceive yourself. You will live a defeated life. I'm not living a defeated life. I don't care. I'm not giving up. I'm not letting thoughts run through my head after experience what I just experienced. I realize how they're tricking the enemy. Is he'll literally talk. He'll literally talk to you while you're praying and worshiping God. He'll get right in your prayer. He'll talk right to your head and tell you the very opposite of what God has said. And I'm telling you, if you're weak-minded and don't know what God has said in his word regarding you, you will believe his lie. You will literally glance and hold on for like the lies that the devil tell you. Those them studies said and tell you, you're going to grab all of them. Amen. And lose out with God. There's all kinds of stories in the Bible of prophets not listening uh, God told them to do one thing, and then it came, some false prophet came and told them to do something different out, and that person wound up, oh my goodness. You got to know when God speaks to you and stand on it and don't budge. You got to know what God said and stand on it and don't move. God, I don't care what nobody say. The word of God is going to stand. Don't be deceived by nobody. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 16 real quick. We just about finished. Proverbs chapter 16. <clears throat> And verse 3. Now listen to this. This is for all of us. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3 is very important when you're walking with God. It said, commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. I'll read it again. Commit your works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Commit your works. If you didn't acknowledge God before, acknowledge him now what you're doing. Commit the work, your job. That's another issue. You got to commit your job that you do unto the Lord so he can protect that job and guide you on that job and lead you on that job. You have to commit your works unto the Lord. You do. Stop worrying about what other people do and commit your works unto the Lord. And then your thoughts will be established. The thoughts you want to move forward in the job, it'll be established. Amen. Your thoughts of buying a home, a new car is tied into your job. Did you hear me? Amen. Your thoughts of buying a new home or a car or whatever is tied into your work. So you need to commit that work unto the Lord. You need to commit that job unto the Lord so God can protect that source of income. Because he knows if it's going to go, he'll have another avenue for you. Did you hear me? You know, I, I've, I've been through that. I, I've been through that. I've been through that. And I know it's true. One door closed, God opens another one. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, that's the truth. The thoughts. Isn't that something? He said, commit your works, your works that you're doing unto the Lord. And your thoughts, 
He ain't so see what I like about God. He's always talking about personal relationship. He's not talking about everybody. He's talking about you individually. He's talking to me individually. He's not talking about the whole church. He's talking about you individually that he wants to bless you. That's why we are we preaching that preach righteousness. I'll keep on telling you that prosperity ministry is not from God, it's from the devil. Prosperity is already written through this Bible. Ain't no separate ministry of prosperity. It's lies. Lies, lies, lies. Because prosperity cannot obtain eternal life. But guess what? You can have eternal life and obtain prosperity. Amen. Because God wants you to be prosperous. It's, beloved, it's already in the Bible. Get rich or die. Trying all the stupid garbage these preachers teaching. They so worldly, they don't even care. And you so blind. When you get in God's word, God will reveal the truth. He will reveal the Also, I think that what you thought. What's the thoughts you had? God said, commit your works unto the Lord. And he'll do what? Your thoughts will be established. Amen. I'm confident that God, God is establishing my thoughts. I'm confident that God is establishing my way. Because he said, in all our ways, acknowledge him, you'll direct your path. Everybody generally wants to be successful. Everybody wants to have nice things. Everybody wants to live long and be healthy and stuff. But you got to commit your work unto the law. You got to commit yourself unto the law. So your thoughts can be established. You, there's something you. He's not saying, church, commit the works of this building unto me. And I'll bring the building thoughts to pass. No. He's saying, Joe, Mary, Harry, Billy, whatever your name is. Commit your works unto me. And then I'll make your thoughts be established. Individual. It's what I'm trying to get everybody to understand that God wants us to be individual. I'm going to say it again. God don't have no robot. You, oh, when you get mixed up in cult, them cults and stuff, those religious cults, when they throw some scriptures and use Jesus' name and all that stuff, those cults, that's where you become the robot. When you go to a church that don't allow you to visit other churches and you can't talk to no other preachers or nothing like that, that's a cult. When you got to listen to, oh, do everything the pastor say, you can't read the Bible on your own, you can't make decisions on your own, you win the cult. Yes, the pastors, we have authority and leadership, but we don't own a soul. All souls of God, not ours. We're just under shepherds. Always remember that. Let's move on. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 29. And verse 11. This is a very popular scripture. Everybody talks about this scripture, but they don't live this scripture. Listen to this. Jeremiah 29 and 11 said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. Now I'll read them one more time. <clears throat> For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. What is he saying? God already know the thoughts of your life that he has for thoughts towards you, 
and of you. You already know your whole life plan. The enemy may have you think that God is against everything you want to do in life, and that's not true. He just wants to save you and glorify himself through you in your daily living. But the scripture here says also, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of what? Peace. The enemy just bring nothing but negativity to your mind. Everything negative, everything negative, everything negative. God said he wants to bring peace to your mind. So you can be at peace in the midst of the storm. You drive into a rainstorm. You drive into a snowstorm. God can keep you at peace without you smashing up your car, killing yourself or somebody else. He can guide that car. I was just listening to a sister testimony the other night, reading on Facebook what she was saying. She said she was on the highway and the fog was so dense. I dealt with that going to uh, Virginia one time. The fog was so dense. The Delaware, I think it was. It was so dense, she said she couldn't see. So for some reason, her car started going all the way to the right. Like somebody took over the steering wheel. She couldn't see nothing. She's trying to grab hold of the steering wheel, but somebody took hold of her steering wheel and drove the car all the way over to the right to the side. Next thing she knew, a tow truck is coming flying down the wrong way. Would have hit her straight head on if somebody didn't move her car. Because she couldn't see nothing. Isn't that something? So the Lord said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil. God moved that car aside. I've experienced something like that myself. I always tell a story about I had a dream the night before. Of me being on the highway going out to Connecticut to the church when I started, first started pastoring in Connecticut. And I'm going down the highway. And in the dream, a cop car shot out in front of me. Oh, with that divider, he went right through it. Just to jump in front of me to pull a lady over to give her a ticket. And in the dream, God stopped the cars from me hitting them because I missed them by half an inch. And while I was telling my wife the story, the words were dropping from my mouth telling the story, the very dream came to pass because God is in control. I ain't making it up. I ain't making it up. It actually happened. I was able to command all the cars in back of me to stop in Jesus' name. It really happened. I'm not making it up. It really happened. But that cop probably never thanked God for it because he had no idea God was in control of his car and everything on that highway that day. God had good thoughts towards us. I said, God has good thoughts towards us. Hallelujah. He has good thoughts. Now, here's the issue. Here's where the problem is. Uh, here's the big problem with um, Jeremiah 29 and 11. It's a big problem. I'm going to read it to you. For well, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. That's the problem. The expected end. What end? Is, what is your expected end? What is the end you want? What is the end you want? God wants to give you. You got to be careful now. God wants to give you your expected end. God wants to give you your expected end. Not nobody else's beloved. Not sister so-and-so. Not bishop so-and-so. But your expected end, beloved. What end do you want from God? 
Oh, Gloria, Mama, Shadaria, Mama. Oh, what end do you want from God? Oh, come on. Hallelujah. What end do you want from God? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What end do you want? That's something to think about. He wants to give you an expected end. Now, some of us say, I'm not going to change. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But that's going to be your expected end. God's going to give you that. I'm not giving up my man. Well, that's expected end you're going to get. God's going to give you that. I don't have to be saved. I'm a good person. I go to church. That's the end you're going to get, being a good person and going to church. And you're going to be lost because you must be born again. You got to understand what people don't understand something. You're going to get the expected end that you want. How you cannot expect to live any other way and obtain eternal life. It's not going to happen. You're fooling yourself. You're living in a world of make-believe. The Bible says, be sure your sins will find you out. Your sins will tell on you. Now, when I do a funeral for somebody, I tell the truth. I'm not putting nobody in heaven. But first of all, I don't own heaven, and I have no authority to put nobody there. That's the truth. So if you live like a devil, I'm going to just say, well, he didn't live before God, but then he was lost. I know people say, don't say that. Why not? It's the truth. I'm going to warn you until you don't live like that. I'm going to get up there and say, oh, yes, he, he made it into heaven. Now, you know the man that, and the people in the congregation know he delivered. I was in the funeral like that with a relative years ago. They put this man in heaven. And I knew the man wasn't saved. I knew he wasn't saved. The man never lived right, never preached righteousness, and he was a preacher. Never told nobody they needed to be saved from their sins. They needed to repent from their sins. And they turned around and married a witch. A real witch, not a make-believe witch. When I was a little boy and I went to that house, I'd be scared to death of that woman. Nobody meddled with her because they knew she was a real witch. She was a real McCoy. Why would a preacher, a so-called gospel preacher, marry a witch? The woman wasn't saved from Adam. And you didn't mess with her. He told her how to deal with her. He told her, if you stop doing all witchy-booey stuff, I'll marry you. And that's what happened. She never got saved. He never was saved. But when he died, they put him in heaven. Little do they know he went to hell. Because you have no control over heaven. That's what I like that. The rich don't have control over heaven neither. Oh, I like that part. Nobody has control over heaven for where nobody goes. The Bible said, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. It shall not carry in God's sight. No man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Have control over heaven. No man. But you, you have control over your destiny. You have control over your eternal destiny. Not me. Not the prosperity preacher, not the prophet. You. A simple message about thoughts. You could think positive all you want, but it won't get you into heaven without repentance and accepting of Jesus Christ. 
You can have all the positive thoughts you want, but it won't obtain eternal life. You can read the Bible backwards, forwards, sideways, crossways. I already read the Bible. I don't know how many times. That that's not eternal life. Reading the Bible doesn't honor for eternal life that way. You have to accept Christ. You can read the Bible all you want. You can understand every scripture. But you have to accept Jesus Christ. Repent of your sin and let Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And allow him to guide your life each day. Uh, it's just the truth. It's no, it's no special gimmicks. And women's a scam. And many people will be lost because it's very simple. It's, it's simple, really. Being saved, getting saved is so simple. But a lot of people don't do it because they're looking for something hard. They're going, well, I'm going to work my way into heaven. How? How are you going to work your way into somewhere you ain't even allowed to come? How? I know some Baptists used to work their way in cooking in the kitchen and I think they're going to heaven. Then you got some Pentecostals. They, they do everything to help the pastors. They committee and all. They do all that stuff. None of that stuff is a possession to eternal life. Nothing wrong with helping the church, that's but none of them equal eternal life. We must repent of our sin. We must ask Jesus Christ to come into our hearts and lie and become our Savior and God. That's why he said, in all our ways acknowledge him. He would direct our path. As if we acknowledge him, he ain't directing your path. Internet. That's what's the big issue. A lot of people never acknowledge God in their life, so he can't direct them. Then they get upset. Bow your heads with me, those of you that's not saved. This is an opportunity for you. To give your life to the Lord. It's a moment to be saved. It's a moment to obtain salvation and be strengthened in the Lord. I want to pray a simple prayer with you. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and personal Savior. Come into my life and save me right now. Give me the thoughts that I should have. Direct my path each day. I thank you for saving me and coming into my life. Thank you for dying on Calvary and rising on the third day. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it, beloved. If you could just hold on and believe that prayer of Christ to come into your life. Allow Christ to come into your thoughts and guide you. Acknowledge him in your way. We have Bible study on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, 8.15. Right here, you can come by and catch us. I'm telling you, some of you really, really, really have to walk with God if you want to obtain eternal things from him. Listen, be faithful to God and obedient to his word and let God bless your life. I'll see you on Wednesday night. And remember, you can make it if you try. Yeah, let's.